Good Monday morning to all. You are listening to the James Exchange, all things Scottsville and surrounds. I am your host, Nancy Gill. Scottsville Town Council has two meetings this week. Their regularly scheduled work session is this evening, starting at 7 o'clock in Council Chambers with Zoom viewing. Just to note that this is the work session and Council usually does not entertain public comment at these meetings. This isn't anything new, but I want to stress this since our elected officials and appointed officials have somehow been labeled as segregating public opinion. Now, as an aside, it is always up to the mayor to entertain any comments as he sees fit. The second meeting is tomorrow evening, November 9th, and is a joint meeting with the Albemarle Board of Supervisors. This is the second annual meeting of the two bodies. Last year's meeting was, and I quote, Matt Lawless, the first such meeting since a summit on boundary adjustment held at Lubkins in 1993. In 2020, the bodies compared policies and projects and agreed to meet again. In the past year, staff-level cooperation has improved and extended to most county departments from parks to police. Tomorrow's agenda includes, and again, I am borrowing heavily from Matt Lawless's staff report, the joint meeting with Board of Supervisors, which I have just spoken to. Council Rules of Procedure for Public Input. Town Clerk Thomas Unsworth will present some further detail on this topic. In short, there are two kinds of public engagement at town meetings, legally required public hearings and everything else. Public bodies have very wide latitude to set house rules as they see fit, either to promote or limit public comment. Constitutionally, the meeting is a limited public forum where the efficient function of government can indeed limit free speech. Restrictions on the number and duration of speakers are very common. On the other hand, tools like instant polls and live tweeting can extend engagement into new spaces. The action on this is guidance to staff in preparing a change to the council's rules of procedure or keep existing. My aside, this references remarks made by Matthew Holt at last month's public session regarding segregation of public opinion. For more on this, listen to my October 24th podcast, To Speak or Not to Speak, To Hear or Not to Hear. I will have much more on this later. Budget and Compensation Update The town's fiscal year is one-third complete. Revenue to date is 42% of the projected total, and spending is 36% of the total, putting the town in a positive position. The increased spending is due to rapid and early progress on capital projects such as the office DMV renovation. The revenue boost comes mainly from federal ARPA funds received. The sales tax revenue is also ahead of projections as retail shopping is strong. Transient occupancy tax is a small line item but performing very well as new rental properties have launched. Meals tax is 
the town's largest locally controlled revenue line and is ahead of projection for the year so far, looking stronger with two new restaurants opening soon. The personnel budget is of concern at the midpoint in the year. Several pay issues have become more urgent. Low pay and raises in recent years creates a burnout and turnover risk in several positions. Neighboring localities have used ARPA funds and strong local revenues to increase salaries, making up for stagnant pay in the 2010 to 2020 decade. With the current budget, the town can afford several mid-year changes, upgrade the maintenance position worker position to full-time, which would help with contract and project management in the office, continue paid internships, market corrective for the clerk and administrator of 10%, hire the new police chief at a more competitive salary. The action here is directive to staff, on pay changes within the current budget. On a side to this, I also believe any increase to the budget may need a public hearing. I'll get back to you on that. Next up is overview of planning commissions, recommendations, and context. Special use permit for cluster density on Bird Street. Planning Commission recommended approval of this permit on a two-to-one vote with seven conditions related to site plan, date of plants, trails, parks, sidewalks, affordability, and reduced density. Council can keep or modify these conditions or deny the project outright. The buy-right option on the 12-acre site is eight houses. The application is for 48 homes and the Commission recommended 36. My aside on this one is they are only looking at 12 acres and the parcel is just under 20 acres. Next up, special use permit for cluster density on Blenheim Road. Similarly, Planning Commission recommended approval of this permit on a two-to-one vote with only four conditions related to site plan. Native plants, trails, and reduced density. Council can keep or modify these conditions or deny the project outright. The buy-right option on the 12-acre site is six houses. The application is for 24 homes, and the commission recommended 18. Zoning map amendment for commercial at James River Road. Town Council approved special use permits for Tiger Fuels Market in December of 2020. The project is now proceeding toward site plan review. The applicant has two requests related to their plan. First is to rezone their entire site to commercial. The commission recommended approval on a three to two vote. Zoning text amendment for Main Street parking. This gives the same exemption to Main Street parking that is in place for Valley Street in the Historic District Overlay. The Commission recommended approval 4 to 0. Zoning Text Amendment for Floodplain. This protects the town. For more information, contact the Town Office. The vote was 4 to 0 in favor. Other business includes 2022 Legislative Program for Thomas Jefferson Planning District, 
the county's plastic bag tax, and an agreement with Albemarle County on vehicle license fee administration. Again, I want to thank Matt Lawless for his staff report, which I have used quite a bit for this podcast. Now, for an update, which is not really late-breaking, since my understanding is the rumor mill of Scottsville is alive and well. And here we go. Town Council now has two empty seats on the Architectural Review Board, one empty seat on Town Council, and one empty seat on the Planning Commission, which happens to be the chairmanship. Both Sherry and Rob Lambert have resigned from their positions and have listed their home for sale. You can read between the lines all you want, but I will again reference Matthew Holt's words spoken at the last town council meeting. I will have so much more on this later. And I encourage Scottsville residents and those who reside in the greater Scottsville area to listen to my podcast from October the 12th, Scottsville, Who Are We? That's it for me until Veterans Day.